This is the Come A Girl Daily Podcast, written by Stephanie Bond. September 6th, Tuesday. Hey, you're down a roommate. Our poet volunteer is back. I heard one of you dream girls got up and walked out of this place. So it was Audrey, huh? Go, Audrey. Are the rest of you giving her a head start before you bounce out of here, too? He couldn't know that Audrey's post-escape visit had been a downer to the point that if her old bed had been sitting there, she might have crawled back into it. I like the new headscarf, Coma Girl. Pink and yellow and orange flowers. Kind of a 70s vibe. Nice. It sounds nice. I'm grateful he described the scarf. Sydney had brought the first wrap to cover up my bandages for a picture, and after she posted the photo on social media, scarves started pouring in. Store-bought, handmade, and hand-me-downs. Now, once a week, nurses gather up the extras, launder them, and take them to the chemotherapy department. And although someone or another usually changes my scarf every day, they usually don't think to describe it to me. If you ask me, women should wear scarves more often. It allows you to concentrate on a person's face, you know? Except I know my face is a crosshatch of scars. He's being very kind, which makes me very suspicious. Because I suspect my kind visitor is the person who's been leaking photos and other information to the tabloids. I'm worried he can tell I'm pregnant. That I have a tummy bump showing through my hospital gown or a nurse had unwittingly written it on my chart. I heard the sound of pages being turned. I think I'll read this Dickinson poem. It's called, A Charm Invests a Face. He shifted in the chair. Was he using the book of poetry to hide his phone in case someone walked in while he was taking pictures? A charm invests a face imperfectly beheld. The lady dare not lift her veil for fear it be dispelled, but peers beyond her mesh and wishes and denies lest interview annul a want that image satisfies. Damn! Why does he have to pick such good poems? The ones that mean something. So, are you hiding behind your veil, coma girl? Going to just lie there and be mysterious and pretty? According to Dickinson, it was better than opening one's mouth and dispelling the fantasy. Or, as my boss Percy Palmer would tell us guys, if you're an idiot, keep your dang mouth shut and no one will know for sure. I heard a clicking noise. A camera? Or a book closing? Then the door handle jostled and a rap sounded. This door isn't supposed to be locked. It was Nurse Teddy. Is someone in there? More jostling sounded. Hello? I'm getting security. I might not be able to visit again for a while. The visitor whispered. Take care of each other. Oh, 
So he is the source of the leak. Why else would he lock the ward door when he came in? His hurried footsteps sounded, and I heard the door open and close. But he must have locked the door behind him, because when Teddy returned with someone I assumed was a security officer, they had to use a key. When they burst in, I could hear Teddy searching the room, pulling back curtains and opening cabinets. Maybe one of the patients locked the door, the officer said with a little laugh. Teddy wasn't amused. Someone on staff must have accidentally locked the door as we left. But can you keep a closer eye on this room? We have a VIP in here and the press has been relentless. Sure thing, the guy said. Hey, is this coma girl? My wife loves her. Can I take a selfie? Hello, this is Stephanie Bond, author of the Coma Girl Daily Podcast. What do you think will happen next? If you'd like to discuss the story with other listeners, check the show notes for a link to join the Facebook group and for links to other serials I've written. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Coma Girl.